What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. This this is Kicking It with Kenny Thomas. Brought to you by Capital Ford on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Game day. Big game day. Well, Jeff, it's always a big game. What's not a big game? Well, there isn't nothing that's not a big game anymore. It's your opening drive. Jeff Sambiana, J.J. Buck. Glad you're with us on a Tuesday. Lobos in Laredes. Is this a Mountain West Network game tonight? Is that where this one is? Yes, it is. So I can, um, where am I going to be? Wherever I'm going to be on my layover, I can kind of dial it up. Yes, you and can. watch a little bit. And I'm leaning on you a little bit tonight. BMW. I, might, I might be in the air during uh, the majority of this game. I'm going to be sure where I'm going to be. Um, but this one's so just dmw.com free. Mm-hmm. So it's not, this is the one conference game that is not on Fox Sports 1, CBS, or CBS Sportsnet. Um, so. Those of you with a phone, those of you with a computer, those of you with internet access, it is available for you at no charge to you. Of course, it's over on News Radio KKOB. You can listen to 6.30 start? 6.30 tip-off. Uh, Robert Portnoy, Hunter Green will have it over at 6 o'clock. He'll crack the mic for the pregame show. 6.30 tip from Laramie at the Arena Auditorium, as, as they like to call it up there, JJ, the AA or the AA. Um, the Dome of Doom. The Dome of Doom. Go up there um, and just themw.com, click on the watch here thing, click on New Mexico versus Wyoming, and you will get it. And then tomorrow you can call me and complain about your stream and how it broke up. And you want me to re- I can write those emails for you now if you want. <laughs> Rough drafts. I know. Um, all right, Drew Brees was mentioned in that, by the way. Drew Brees. Um, as far as, you know, that group. Okay. And then this one says R.I.P. Toby Keith. Any uh, Toby Keith bumper music today? You see Toby Keith died this morning? Yeah, 62 years old. Yeah, that's a big loss, too. All right, we're working on getting Kenny. Kenny's uh, not in town today, so he's trying to join us via the clean feed. So we'll get with Kenny um, when Kenny is available. Um, but I, wa- I want to get into this, and I know we had this conversation earlier, but the, um, the, the audience completely turned. So Lobos, despite the loss, are ranked in the poll that came out yesterday. They are ranked 25th, okay? Um, what does it mean? Look, there, there's good attention. The program gets good attention. It gets recognition. It's on the bottom line. It's in, like, like it gets in those sports updates. Like on CBS, when Bogus does, uh, right, on, on the way in the morning, and he reads the ranked scores, the Lobos mm-hmm. get in that. You get in, maybe you get on ESPN's highlights, although maybe not. Um, they're 18th in the net, 19th in Ken Palm, which is really important. But, um, JJ, I think 25th, I think it's a little respect, to be honest with you. It is. It's a respect for the Lobos, a respect for the Mountain West Conference because of the quality games that you have atop the conference. It's great for the headlines. It's great for the social media. Yeah. But as people are learning, that means nothing when it comes to the NCAA tournament. The ranking is, it's a bunch of, AP voters across the country and SIDs for coaches. 
That's probably oh, that's right. Because Rich Pitino said yesterday in the press conference, he does not remember the last time he voted. Is that right? Yeah. Does he vote, though? Or I don't even know if it's every well, I mean, coach does he has get a vote. A vote? Or, I don't know. He... Or Frank votes for him. <laughs> or, I mean, Steve Kirkland. So he just, like, he appreciates it, but he knows that means nothing to their ultimate goal of getting to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is why this is a big day. Because it's a game day. And you say, what does that mean, Jeff? Every game is big. This is turned into like football has. And I know when we talk about football, there's 12 games. So every week, oh, it's a big game. They're playing Tennessee Tech. And you got to get off to a good start. Oh, they're playing UMass. Well, you got to learn how to win on the road. Well, they're playing New Mexico. Oh, this is a giant game against New Mexico State. Oh, it's a big league. They're, because they all are. Because there's only 12 of them. You're down to what? Eight games left? Seven games left? Nine games Nine left. Nine games left? Before the conference tournament? You're trying to build a resume. That's why every game has huge. Well, I want you to lay this out because you know we laid it out earlier. You are um, people don't want to hear they're on the bubble. Okay, they they don't. People, what do you mean they're they're 18th in the net? They're 25th. They're in. And I I tried to lay this out earlier, and and I'm going to lean on you a bit. But when we listen to guys like Jerry Palm who do this for a living, the bracketologists, it'll it'll yes, it's 18 and four, but they they're going to peel this thing back. Okay, what are your what are your really good wins? Well, you got two quad one wins. You beat San Diego mm-hmm. State, you beat Utah State, both at home. What are your bad losses? Well, you don't have any bad yeah. losses. Losing in Laramie against a one fifty one net team would be considered that. And then you've got to go out and in February's a big deal. Yeah, so right now the Lobos the top four in the Mountain West. You have Utah State, Boise State at seven and two. Lobo sitting at six and three. The Aztecs are six and three. So New Mexico is two and one versus those other three. Those games are at home, but they're two. And then, but you look at if you look in Colorado State as a tournament team, so mm-hmm. they're two and two versus tournament teams. That puts you on the bubble, but in league means, play, in league play, and two and three overall, two and three because you look. St. There's Mary's. a loss to St. Mary's in there. Nevada is on the bubble. Louisiana so you, you Tech could, might be a potentially factor them in. That's one of the things Jerry Palm told us. Jerry Palm, he joins us every Thursday at 8.30. CBS Sports, bracketologist, like he knows what he's talking about. So one of the big things when you get to Selection Sunday and they start comparing resumes is what have you done against other tournament teams? The UC Irvine is probably going to be one too. So the Lobos, what they've done is they built a resume to where right now they're on the right side of the bubble. And they're Games in front of them on the road are to solidify themselves as an at-large team. But if they don't get any on the road, went out at home, it's going to be an uneasy selection Sunday if they are not a automatic bid in Las Vegas. It's just the reality of it because you look at the non-conference strength of schedule, it's not great for the Lobos, and that's the thing that's holding them back and has them squarely on the bubble right now. So I'm just going to tell you, if they don't win any of those games on the road, I, I, I don't know how... Uncomfortable. I mean, I think you're going to have a pretty good idea where you're going to be, yeah. and you're going to be on the wrong side. I, I because at that point, that means you've got four more losses at least five because it, you'd have lost the conference tournament. So you're going to end up with nine losses, right? At least. I I, I don't think it's going to be uncomfortable at all. You're going a to know. road win to hang your hat on. That's like, hey, this is. Would you tell me? So so there's there's nine. So they'll be eighteen. It's twenty three. Let's say they win one. They'll be twenty four and nine. In that scenario, twenty-five and nine. Do 
JJ, I don't think it's going to be uncomfortable at all. If they if they don't win a game or two on the road, and and I, I think they got to win two of the four, don't you? Yes, yes, and not lose to Wyoming on the road, and, and part not of that, lose at home to UNLV, Colorado State, not lose at home to Colorado State, get that season split, which they have to do with UNLV and Colorado State at home. Yeah, no, there's some serious work to be done. Look, you you've got you've done great work so far, great work. You're eighteen and four, and and you're ranked in. Life is grooming. You are a fun, 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 fun team to watch. I think you're a really good team. I think this is an NCAA tournament team. I think it's a team that if they get into a court tournament on a neutral court, they are a nightmare for whomever they play, right? And they'll be a you know if they're a ten seed, they're an eleven seed. They play a picket, St. John's, a Marquette, a I mean picket. You don't want them. You just don't want them. But they got to get in. So that's why when you say all right, today's a big game. Jeff, they're all big games. Yeah, but I'm I, I'm glad. I mean, you're starting to understand that. I thought this was cool yesterday. Um, Duraje Agbasi got a scholarship, scholarship. The former El Dorado great who transferred in and was a walk-on was given a scholarship for the remainder of the season. Um, he's redshirting this year. I think he plays a little bit in the future. Richard Patino said he's been a great addition to our program, never had a bad day in practice, works hard to get our team better every day. Um, he's coachable, great guy in the locker room. Uh, young man, like a terrific young man, and had an opportunity to come back here, and they had one scholarship that open that kept just in case there was like some midseason transfer or something. Was it, did he begin at New Orleans? Um, where, I want to say South Alabama. I'll, or, I'll find that yeah. for sure. But but he was a Division one basketball player. No, that, that's right. Came back to Albuquerque, and those players are important to have on your team. Might have been North Alabama. Um, but, yeah. Right. Um, because you have to have dudes that give the same amount of effort day in and day out. North Alabama. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, that help your team get better. Yeah, they might not see the floor. But those players at the end of the bench practice. Energy, attitude, huge. Yeah, uh, he's been he's been terrific by by every account. It was a great high school player here. All right, we're still efforting Kenny. Is that the deal? We might not have Kenny. We might have Kenny. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. When we come back, I, I do want to get into some NBA stuff, including and I was just down in SoCal listening to some of the stuff. Um, should uh, NBA trade deadlines any day now? Like this Thursday. Week, Thursday. Will and or should. It's crazy to even say this. The Lakers trade LeBron James. The reasons for it, the reasons against it, and the possibilities and or probabilities, that is when we come back. Hey, for years I've been telling you about IPS, International Protective Service. They offer standing guards, 24-hour patrols to protect your home and your business in Albuquerque and in Santa Fe. What you may not know is IPS also installs alarms, and they've been doing that for years, but they want to remind you that if you don't have an alarm, You are way more likely to be the victim of a break-in. The IPS technology team also installs video cameras that records criminals who vandalize or steal company or home property, and the video will help the police in their investigation, and surveillance discourages criminal activity. IPS will set up your business with access control. The only people authorized to get in are the only ones who will get in, and you can sign up to have IPS monitor your alarm and your cameras. And when they see something or the alarm goes off, they're there within seven minutes or less. 
IPS provides the manpower and technology to protect you, your family, and your property. It's a winning combination. The number is 505-897-2420, 505-897-2420. They're online at IPSglobal.com. IPS is passionate about making Albuquerque a better and safer place to live. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, "What is it real? <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What? women binge wherever you listen maybe i just wasn't paying attention to anything but um he's 62 years old he had stomach cancer passed away peacefully last night surrounded by his family that that one i don't know that one to me came out of left field i guess i I didn't really know he was fighting it did you no i i knew nothing about that and so when you said it i was actually kind of shocked oh you didn't know yet no, I did not. Sorry to break the news that way to you. Well, it, you know, I'm not huge into country music, but he had, I love this bar in the Harris uh, Casinos yes. all over, and that was a really fun spot. Yeah. I, so I, I'm kind of sad. I I don't know a lot about his music, but he, he's a good businessman. Seemed to carry himself well. That's really sad news. 62, no. man. My dad's older than that. That's that's tough. Yeah, dude. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's young. All right. Um, NBA trade deadline is Thursday. Lakers have just won three in a row. They won in Boston. They beat the Knicks. They beat the Hornets. Should they trade LeBron James? There was so much talk uh, surrounding them about the only way for the Lakers to save their future, that LeBron may opt out after this season anyway, and then they get nothing. To save their future, they need to trade LeBrons and stack up on assets. That They need to get rid of D'Angelo Russell. LeBron, which is crazy to me, because LeBron, of course, you know, never, I mean, don't ever ask him about who should be on the team. He had nothing to do with bringing in Russell Westbrook or Anthony Davis or anything else. Um, basically, LeBron said, I'm not worried about it. It's, it's not up to me. Don't ask me. Ask Rob Palenka. It's, I mean, it, I, I got nothing to do with this. Um, should the Lakers trade LeBron? No. Okay. No. Like, the Lakers, there's nothing they can do that's going to make this team drastically better it's not about now though in the western conference and i'm pretty sure you can't just trade lebron james like he's gonna have to be a willing partner in that discussion and i don't think that getting two to three first round picks in year 2027 through 2030 is changing the fate of the lakers franchise you ride it out this year they're going to be a competitive team in the, in the play-in first-round series. Like you put LeBron James, Anthony Davis on the floor with that rotation, they're going to be competitive. That's not the expectation. The expectations with LeBron James and Anthony Davis is championship. But there's nothing that they can do to make this a championship team. And I don't think LeBron James is going to agree to a trade somewhere like the New York Knicks. Why not? Right now, what are you giving back? I don't because know. Because you have to so that, match where you have salaries. To match salary. so what, what, and so you're gutting your rotation of any decent players. If you're the Knicks? If you're the Knicks, to match salaries. Evan Fournier's contract is only so big to send back to the Lakers. So then maybe it's a Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Hart in there. 
And then if you're LeBron, you're in the same place. How are the Knicks then better than what you are at playing right now? Well, according to LeBron, it's not a question for me. That's what he said. It's not a question for me. He, he says, I love who we have in this locker room. That's all I worry about. They're, they're insanely defiant, right? All of them. It's up to Rob Polenta. Now, when I wanted a dude here, I wanted my guys, and I'd let you know yes. who I wanted. But now, oh, I mean, it's not my job. I just play. Um, if they can get some picks, which they have none, because if he leaves this year, after this year, and there's a real belief in L.A. that he will, what do they got? Anthony Davis? Yeah, they got Anthony Davis. They re-signed him for a lot of money. Austin Reeves. They got no picks. What do they have coming back? They feel that they can get assets. They can secure their future if if they make a move with LeBron James. This this is insane right now. 39 years old. Who who does it put over the top? I mean, you know these rosters way better than I do. The Knicks is really interesting to me. Who's got assets that they could they could trade? Does somebody sitting in that four or five hole? JJ's right though. It's that contract is really hard to move. I got it. I, I I'm on the little trade generator on ESPN. Yeah, there's no combination of the Knicks that that the uh, trade machine will accept. So, I think that contract is going to be very difficult to move. But Indiana. What about Oklahoma City? No, nothing. No, because you're gonna the, the team LeBron's going to is not going to be better than the team he's on. Oklahoma City sure as hell would be. No, why not? Because you're gonna, so you have Shea Gilgis Alexander yeah. and LeBron James. So you you don't you don't and keep probably keep Chet Holmgren. Yeah. So that could be better, but you're trading your entire roster. Like you, it's matching the salary. Because they got uh, you after have that, to they've match got no salaries. salaries. I understand that. I, I I'm well aware of that. Forty seven million dollars is the so number you got to find seven. So Dort's at fifteen. Boy, they got nothing. Like, it's a good idea, in theory, if you're the Lakers. Like, that's oh, why let's Rob Polink is on the phone all day. Yeah. But then you're you're what team that's acquiring LeBron James, and you're like, well, uh, <laughs> we'll have two players on the roster after this trade. Yeah, I mean, Shea Gildress-Alexander's $33 million. I think I, I mean, they, they, they got such a nice young mix right now. What does Holmgren make? Who the hell is he? It's not a lot. It was near 10, I believe. Okay. Oh, there it is. 10.3. Yeah. Yeah, but you keep those two and, and, a, and a cast around them and then and throw in LeBron. I mean, you're, you're, you're a real contender. I mean, they're a real contender now. They're the number one seed. Oklahoma City's the number one seed in the West. You know that? They are. I mean, Oklahoma it, State and Minnesota. Yeah. Up there. Which is insane. Oklahoma City, Minnesota, the Clippers. Clippers may be the best team in the NBA right now. Do you buy that? I buy that. I buy that. I mean, the Clippers are are, are balling right now. Nine and one, their last ten, sitting in the three slot, and just a half game out of the out of number one. Lakers have moved all the way up to number nine with this three game win streak on the road. They come home, they play the Nuggets on Thursday. So you guys are convinced LeBron James will be a Laker on Thursday? Yes. I think it's probable, but I, again, nothing's there surprised. But I think they're really trying to find a way to get rid of them. I, I think if you're the Los Angeles Lakers, like, oh my gosh, we're, we're not going to have assets. Well, you're going to have money moving forward. Right. If LeBron see, James opts out of his player option, goes somewhere else, 
Did you see this? Joel, Joel Embiid left knee procedure this morning. Out four weeks. Um, the next few weeks of recovery, rehab, they say will be big. But the reigning MVP injuries to both knees in his career. This one comes at a tough time, really. Um, but he he's out. That's a big deal for them. Yeah, you have to have the serious conversation of him not playing the rest of the year, yeah. of him not coming back even for the playoffs. And we were bringing this up, and is Joel Embiid that next what-if athlete? Like, what if he was able to stay healthy? What if he Not actually really. had time on the floor? He has never played more than 68 games in a regular season, yeah. and he has yet to appear even in a conference championship. May happen. Howard, good morning. You're on the Sports Animal. Hi, Howard. Hey, guys. How you doing this good. morning? How you doing? I'd like to talk about an NBA-related thing. Um, I saw somewhere about a week or so ago that Tony Snell was playing in the G League, and if he was called up for another of a short time, a day or two or whatever, he would get his lifetime health care, which obviously he needs with autistic children. I don't know if anybody knows. Did anybody call him up? No. That's a sad situation, isn't it? Because I, I don't think he's eligible for that anymore, is he? Does it does it restart? Does it does it expire? Do you know how that works? I don't know. I, I but but I think you're right. I mean, it was a, there was a deadline last Thursday. He did not call get called up, and he didn't get it. That's pretty sad, you know. And going on about Embiid, you know, big men and injuries. You know, Giannis has been pretty blessed with not too many injuries. All right, Howard's gone. But big men just don't uh, have longevity in the NBA. Uh, lots of injuries, lots of nagging stuff. So that's why I was just checking in on the Tony Snell thing, guys. Thank yeah. you for the information, right, Howard. Yeah, big guys, especially with feet. Now, knees more. I mean, some, but but the feet thing. With I, anytime a big guy gets a foot injury, I think of uh, Odom, the guy that yeah. the uh, Portland. Yeah, I think, go back to Bill Walton. The I mean, shins and stuff with him. Yeah. And remember, Joel Embiid. He did not play his first two years in the NBA. Really drafted him and like That's we're gonna right. sit on this dude, and he is fantastic. But all right, when we come back, let's uh, we're gonna get back in the in the Super Bowl stuff. Kadarius Tony says his rant was not against the Chiefs. We talked about it a little earlier. Oh, but it so was. And how do you put that guy on the field? JJ made a big comment. If Kadarius Tony plays for the Chiefs, I will. That's next. It's the opening drive at 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal, your home for the Super Bowl. We found one LeBron James trade that worked. DC on the NBA trade deadline machine. Here's the thing with, with me and LeBron and the Lakers right now. If I'm Los Angeles, I am not worried about losing LeBron James for nothing. I'm not. If, if he walks, well, then that salary cap space opens up. You figure it out. Because future first-round picks, they're nice and all, but it doesn't really do much for me. I, I, you, you can figure that stuff out. You can get, maybe get something for DeAndre Russell down the line. They're not guaranteed to be top 10 picks or anything along those lines. But we found one place where LeBron could go. Where's that? And D.C., where is it? That would be Milwaukee. Ooh. I know. That's just on the surface. Giannis, LeBron, Dame. Ooh. Chris Middleton would be part of the package coming back. Or what? Yeah, he, he would go in that trade. So what, what would it look like? Uh, Middleton, Payne, and Connington. 
for LeBron James. And that, that was there's no trades or of uh, picks on the, this machine. See, so. I don't I don't think the Lakers would do something if there wasn't future future assets. Well, I'm sure you're right about that. I mean, don't you think? But and do those get do those get factored even, into, into into salary, or did no. you say no? Then I want a couple of your picks because that's where then you yeah. even it out. Yeah. Well, so that I don't know what the what the Bucks have left. I have no idea. And this is one where, if I'm the Lakers, trading LeBron now for you know twenty twenty eight twenty nine first round pick, twenty eight twenty nine like, or whatever the Bucks have built, they've made a lot of moves. Acquiring Dame Lillard, like they've used assets. So you're not getting something next year. You're not getting lottery picks the next few years because you're trading him to a really good team. It's insane. The, the amount of teams that own someone else's picks, the protection on it, all this stuff that goes into it. L.A. just play it out. Text line says every team LeBron James has left instantly became one of the worst teams yeah. in the NBA. That's what will happen if the Lakers trade LeBron James. This one says LeBron... Wood and Hayes to the Knicks for Fournier, Mitchell, Robinson, and Josh Hart does it. Gives the Knicks a starting lineup of Brunson, Ananobi, LeBron, Randall, and then Wood or Hayes. Okay. All right, get out of here, dude. You got a flight. I, I, I know you do. Don't miss your flight. <laughs> Talk to you guys. Uh, JJ, what, what time are you on tomorrow? Oh, it is 11.30 a.m. Mountain Time pregame show for you. From beautiful right San Diego. Baseball I think the time. rain's out of there like yeah. tonight. So, have you checked the forecast? It's going to be rainy. It's going to rain. All right. Well, there's your, <laughs> your little global rain jacket. All right, safe travels. JJ's out. It's you and me the rest of the way. You all right with that? Let's rock and roll. I mean, if you, you, know, if you want to hang out with me, that's cool. If not, uh, I'll do it. All right. Um, help me on the Kadarius Tony stuff. So, his rant, he, he did go off on the Chiefs. Kadarius Tony is a former first-round pick of the Giants. Giants fans have been ribbing him ever since he left. Kadarius Tony has dropped passes, hasn't played in a while, may not play, probably won't be on the on the roster. But they did bring him to opening day, media day, whatever it is. There was an Instagram post. It was Instagram Live. It went viral on the Sunday of the AFC Championship game. Tony said, quote, I'm not hurt, none of that. He said his comments were interpreted as him saying he didn't have the hip and the ankle injuries that the Chiefs had listed for him on their weekly injury report. He said, I'm not hurt, none of that. He basically denied what the Chiefs were saying. Essentially, they're not playing me because they don't want to play me. Which, by the way, which, by the way, they're, they're not playing you because you drop balls, and evidently there's a, there's a reason. I'm going I'm to tell you, I'm going to lean on Andy Reid's judgment when it comes to this kind of stuff. And I'm going to believe Patrick Mahomes has a little input as to whom, to whom he's throwing the ball. Correct. Correct. So last night's Super Bowl opening night used to be called Media Day. Kadarius Tony clarified that he wasn't ripping on the Chiefs. He told the NFL Network that he got interrupted by comments on his feed that day. And when the video was released, it was, quote, chopped up, making it seem like I was attacking doing what I love the most. Quote, I never attacked the Chiefs, never said anything about the Chiefs. Who I was referring to was the Giants fans and people in my comments, my comment box, not even on my live recording. So you wouldn't even know they were there, but I was referring to them, which I shouldn't have. I just wanted to go out there. I just wanted to get my message across as far as my injury, but I shouldn't have did that at the end of the day. I'm a man and I can accept my mistakes just like I accept my wins. I'm just moving past that right now 
we're trying to go out and win the Super Bowl, end quote. I mean, you said what you said, dude. Like, honestly. I, I, yeah. And now as well, it was a choppy Instagram live feed. That's, that's what my issue was. I don't even know what that means. I don't, I, help me. Yeah. I, man, the, I hate when this happens because, you know, when he got drafted, he had talent. People thought he'd be good. But yes, he was a first-round pick. Just falling off the map right now. I, and it's... He's off the map, dude. Yeah. It, I mean, the only reason he, he is even being talked about is because he's talking about him. Right? I mean, literally. He went out and he popped off and... All right, more Vegas news. You want more Vegas news? Yes, I do. The Vegas mayor, the home of the Las Vegas Athletics, said the A's should not relocate despite plans. They should figure out ways to stay in Oakland. This is the Vegas mayor. Her name is Carolyn Goodman, said the relocation plans do not make sense. This is going to shake things up. It just came out. So the mayor of Las Vegas offered, and this was totally unexpected opinion, she said they should stay in Oakland. She's been married in Vegas since 2011, while the while that city has just boomed. And she said, yeah, they, they, she was up. I mean, it's Super Bowl week. She was discussing a variety of topics. The rise of Vegas is home to multiple professional sports franchises, and so she was asked for her thoughts on the A's. And she revealed that she's developed an odd feeling throughout this process. She said that the A's relocation plans to the site where the Tropicana is right now, do not make sense to her. She explained that Vegas had offered the A's what she thought was a superior site. It was located in a historic part of town that featured seven access points from local highways. And the A's rejected that site, opting instead to be located, they want to be on the Strip, like where, where T-Mobile is. T-Mobile is just off the Strip, right behind kind of New York, New York back there. The Allegiant Stadium is just across uh, the freeway. Um, quote, I thought this does not make sense. And so why is it happening? And then I thought, well, because they really want to stay in Oakland. They want to be on the water. They have that magnificent dream, yet they can't get it done, end quote. So she was then asked if it would be a good thing if the A's do complete the relocation to Vegas. She responded by saying, quote, I personally think they got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland and make their dream come true, end quote. Does it matter what the mayor thinks? I, I was just trying to think this through. Because it, it might, at first it's like, wow, the mayor, the biggest voice in Vegas, which she's not nearly quote, the, the biggest voice in Vegas, doesn't want them there. But I, I don't think it matters what the mayor thinks. Do you? I, unless she has the power to block something like that. But no, I, I really don't. I don't think she she can stop something like that just because she doesn't want it. I'm kind of looking through, reading, trying to understand. Well, I don't, I don't think of staying in Oakland is realistic to them, right? I mean, at this point, the A's in the city of Oakland, and I haven't talked in 10 months, they were trying to work on, on a waterfront solution there. And, of course, the A's wanted it to be civically funded, and they've got, I mean, all kinds of civic issues in the city of Oakland. I mean, the homelessness and the crime is, is, is insane right there. It's going to be really hard to get those voters to pass saying, hey, give all the money to the A's to build a stadium instead of taking care of our issues. Right? 
So it appears they do have a lease in Oakland that ends after this season. So I guess they probably have some time, but a big question is... Where are they playing this year? I mean, as of right now... Do we even know where the A's are playing this year? That is a really good question. My assumption is Oakland, but I guess we don't officially. That, that was the first opposition. I, You know, I've, I've thought about this a lot. And Vegas has been great for the Golden Knights. And the, the locals have really adopted that. That was their first homegrown major league team. The, and, and, hell, winning helps everything, and they've won the Stanley Cup. So winning sure as hell helps. But... Fans who probably had never been to a hockey game and didn't know what a hockey puck looked like have fallen in love with the National Hockey League. They've fallen in love with the Las Vegas Golden Knights because it's theirs, it's their first one, and and they won. The Raiders was always going to work there because it's the National Football League and it's going to work anywhere. And it's Las Vegas, and so it's become such a destination. So fans have made an annual, well, not an annual, but but a trip around the Steelers going to Vegas or, or the Chargers going to Vegas or whatever, you go to see your team, right? So so the NFL works there. I've wondered if Major League Baseball in 110 degrees in Vegas with, a, what, 82 dates a year, whatever the number is, is, is going to be the greatest thing. Now, they're going to build a smaller park, and I'm sure it'll be beautiful Vegas-style park. You know, and they're talking about the NBA going there as well. I think the NBA eventually does go there. I mean, it, by the way, the market's booming, too. People are moving there. It's, it's a booming place. Super expensive now. But I always wonder, man, I, I, I don't know that I think baseball works there. I mean, it works in Arizona. So if Yeah, but they've around. got an indoor. Okay, but, but it's different to me. A, Arizona's a, so the Valley's way bigger population. Right? Yes. They built that indoor facility. I, I, I would assume they would build an indoor, like a, a domed facility. You, you would have to in Vegas. Right? Maybe. I mean, the, the population of the Valley, you know, Phoenix, Glendale, Scottsdale, Mesa, I mean, Paradise, all those places, right? It's way bigger. And now you're chopping up that dollar and the growth, the, the, the speed of the growth, right? I mean, I, you just think of everything, you know, 10 years ago, they didn't have the Raiders. They didn't have the National Hockey League. They didn't have Major League Baseball. The Las Vegas Bowl was not an SEC Big Ten game. Right, like it is now. It's, it's you know, it's the home of UFC. There's only so many dollars that can go around. You know, locally, corporate-wise, all that stuff to support it. Yeah, with tourism and everything, I think that kind of makes up for it a little bit. It does. No, it absolutely does quite a bit, actually. And the fact that baseball does play day games is interesting because Vegas is an all-day type of town. So if if you can offer quality entertainment and a nice facility at, you know, 2 o'clock on a Thursday, that that actually probably would work. If that's what they opt for. Television will dictate that. Right? I mean, I I just know if if, if uh, there was a team up there, I'd, I'd find a way to get up there. To sure, we'd all games. go watch up and go watch it, yeah. yeah. All right, when we come back, I'll wrap up uh, what you need to know as you go through your Tuesday. You still have time to get in, 505-246- 0610, your headlines from this morning, and um, Lobo's in Wyoming tonight. It's the opening drive on 95.9 FM. At AM 610, the sports animal, your home for the Super Bowl. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. I like where you're going. DJ DC back there. <laughs> Opening drive on game day. Lobo's in Wyoming tonight. You can listen to that over on News Radio KKOB. Robert Portnoy and Hunter Green. Pre-game at 6. Tip-off at 6.30. It's on the Mountain West Network tonight. That means... Oh, wait, wait. I can't get... Uh, the MW.com, click on the watch here. It's free. And DC free is cheap. You know what? They and I've said this before, they do such a good job with that app. On the Mountain West Network? Absolutely. I agree with you. They have the I pay a lot of money for NFL's shortened games. They Mountain West just gives it to you for free. Yeah. They no, I think versions. I think they do you know, um Mountain West was the first one to have a, a league their own network. Right, everybody's got one now. The SEC network, the ACC network, the Big Ten's got their own network. The Pac-12, whether I mean, none of us get it, but they have their networks. The Mountain was the first. They had the Mountain, and it was uh, run by CSTV initially, and then uh, then it was the Mountain. It was based out of out of Denver, out of Colorado Springs, maybe. Um, but it, it was terrific. It, it was the content was good. You know, it started off just like anything else back then, and I want to guess this was gosh, 50, 12 years ago. Um, it was even it was even before that, and actually, now that I think about it, it was about eighteen years ago when it started up, and um, it had some issues. It, but by the end, the content was good, it, the quality was good, the talent was really good, and and you got every game. I mean, like, I, I mean, there, every game was on. Every women's game, they had volleyball. They, had, I mean, whatever you wanted. And I remember the day it folded, and and there's a number of things that I, I, people complain about. Rocky Long was one of them. The Mountain was another. But I remember just saying, you're, you're going to miss it. You're going to rue the day that this goes away. And I don't know if you miss it or not. And, and I'm a, it, it, it shouldn't be your primary outlet. But if you had all your – and they still kind of have it, right? They, the, the MW.com still gives you pretty good content. They – you know, all the games are basically locally produced. They pick up the uh, – you know, I know when the games come out of here, they pick up the local radio feed. So they, the audio is Robert and Hunter on the Mountain West Network. Um, now, they don't do that for football. We do our own broadcast. That's the stuff that uh, George and I did would go on the Mountain West Network. But I, they, they give you pretty good content, and it's on there. Big game tonight. Lobos in Wyoming. Um, kind of got a win game tonight. Um, it's a kind of got a win game. And you're like, Jeff, it's, it's Wyoming. I get it, man. You got to win. You know, Stigler was just in here, and, and we were talking about Lobo fan is, is pretty high on this team. You should be pretty high on this team. This team is really, really good. They're 18 and 4. They're ranked 25th in the country. They're 18th in the net. But again, this is the kind of loss. Like I, I, I hope we're not sitting here tomorrow morning. And I, I don't think we will be, by the way. I think they win tonight. Um, but trying to explain away this loss. Because then it takes, you got to start winning games on the road. And you cannot lose at home to UNLV on Saturday. And you got, you know, it's just getting to be that time, boys and girls. It's February sixth. It, it's time, you know, you, you 
you, you can't play. So, um, what do we learn today? JJ's running for president on the platform of more sports days off. Opening day for baseball, the day after the Super Bowl, first games of the uh, NCAA tournament. I, I think the first Thursday and Friday of the Masters should be off. Is that what we learned today? Yeah. I, I, there's more days, though, that we should probably take off oh, as well. So. 100%. 100%. I was thinking, though, Travis Kelsey might be a good running partner for him. Get all the Swifties. Get it locked down. I mean, can't lose, I don't think. <laughs> I don't right. think you would. Here's what you got to know as you go through your day. Media day or opening day last night at the Super Bowl. Nothing uh, ground shaking. I, I, I don't think anything. The big news this morning, Joel Embiid's out four weeks, at least four weeks, knee procedure. So the reigning MVP of the National Basketball Association is out for four weeks. This is a big deal. We'll watch the trade market. NBA trade deadline is on Thursday. And we'll watch and see if there's any news on LeBron James. This came out this morning. Rick Patino, the St. John's coach, father of Richard, the New Mexico coach, um, says that college basketball needs a salary cap and a new hierarchy to thrive. So yesterday the National Labor Relations Board ruled that the Dartmouth men's basketball players who had petitioned to be recognized by local union, ruled that they are employees of the school. This is a big ruling that came down yesterday. This could allow the NCAA athletes to unionize and negotiate their work conditions, amongst other aspects of their employment. So Patino tweeted this morning that the major conferences of college basketball should join forces and create a salary cap of up to $2 million. $2 million. Didn't specify if that number would include name, image, and likeness payments or funding directly from the schools. Quote, for basketball, have the Power Five and Big East Conference Commissioners get together and create a salary cap between $1.5 and $2 million. All contracts delivered to the league and to the school offices. Would they be one-year deals, two-year deals? Would this, I mean, you could only do one-year deals because then you'd be limiting them on their transfers, right? Yeah, that sounds right. I, I don't see how that would be possible. Because if you say you have a $2 million cap, someone's going to say, all right, well, here's here's a bag of cash. It, it's going to happen. So I, I just I don't see how that works. Does that create a split, the power of five and Big East from, from the rest of the schools? Ooh, it could. Quote, Patino, all other conferences establish their own salary cap. I would never exclude anyone from the NCAA tournament. Obviously, football is a different sport entirely, and some of their talent makes more than NFL players more solutions to follow in the coming days. The next four months, four months, going to be really, really interesting. Really interesting. After the ruling, Patino said uh, players had asked to work on their shooting, but he told them he didn't want them to exceed their hours for work this week. He was joking. I don't want you guys are employees. The NCAA had been adamant that, that student athletes are not employees. So Dartmouth can appeal this ruling. But the decision, I mean, this is a big deal. This is potentially groundbreaking. And we're watching college athletics completely reshake itself. President Charlie Baker, the new president, has called for a new tier of college athletics for the richest schools. They would then pay their athletes an annual stipend through their trust fund, kind of where Patino's going with a, with a salary cap. The Big Ten, the SEC, the two richest conferences, have recently created a joint committee 
they're going to discuss the future of college. They, they may split. The Big Ten and the SEC may just say, you know what, you guys are dragging your feet because they want solutions. They're watching everybody else kind of drag their feet, and they're saying, you know what, we don't need y'all. We got Michigan and USC and Alabama and Auburn and Penn State and Ohio State and Georgia. And we, I mean, what do I need with you guys? What do I need with Washington State? What do I need with Arizona or Baylor? I don't need Iowa State. What do I need with North Carolina? So in this scenario, what does that do with the, the basketball tournament? Who the hell knows? Wow, that is a crazy thought. I mean, all of it's crazy thought, right? I just remember a time where they were student-athletes, they didn't get any money, and they just played for the love of the game. Yeah, give it up. I mean, those were the days. I also remember rotary dial phones, man. Wow. Rod Stewart said, give me a dime so I could phone my mother. Kids don't even know what that means. <laughs> you are so right. No, seriously. Oh, my goodness. A dime? What, what, what's he talking about, Dad? Mm. <laughs> yeah, they, they, he's... There's two questions there. What is a dime? Is that something you can send to me via Venmo or something? Fair enough. Well, that's an assist in basketball. Yeah. Mm. A lot of things people don't know about. Crazy. All right. Jim Rome Show is next. The Herd. Colin Cowards after that. Two Men On comes in at 4 o'clock. You want to come back and do it again tomorrow? All right. I'll be uh, somewhere tomorrow. JJ will be somewhere tomorrow. And uh, DC will be here tomorrow. We'll do it at 7 a.m. Adrian, great work. DC, good to see you. Great work. Be good to each other, please. Be kind, loving, caring, and sharing. We'll smell you tomorrow. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.